morning, good morning to everybody. Good to see you. How many of you enjoy this cold weather in the morning? How many of you are like, I don't like this at all? I had, I had looked up because my mom moved from Portland, Oregon area in July. So we looked up because, you know, it was cold. We looked up, it was going to be 17 degrees. And I even noticed a few of our pastor friends are up there had canceled service because of all the ice. And so 40 some this morning, we're blessed, right? We've got to break out a coat for a month uh, and then we've got to put it away. Well, a couple things. Let me give you a, a couple updates and um, kind of to help out as well, too. Got a couple pictures from yesterday's food ministry. I think the first one, in fact, um, also want to ask for a diaper drive. We've been out of diapers and so we do have families that come and they'll ask and it's the bigger side. How many of you remember when you were had the kids and they were in that diaper part and you'd get them all clean out of a bath and you put on a new diaper and then you saw them make a face and you knew, oh, right, got to clean them up again, do a new diaper. So if, you, if you're out shopping, Walmart, Sam's Club, wherever you, Costco, wherever you go, and you come across um, diapers in the area of four to six, we would love to have them, bring them on a Sunday or whatever so that we can pass out. We are asked uh, every single time. There is an order in. Somebody does donate diapers. We just haven't had any for a while. So di look at somebody and say, bring some diapers. That sounds weird, doesn't it? Bring your diapers. No. Bring uh, uh, some diapers, uh, if you can, sizes four to six. Actually, this picture yesterday was taken at about nine o'clock before we ever opened the doors. Yesterday was uh, one of the record uh, groups of people that had came because we ran out of, out of tickets. And there's a great picture um, from uh, across the street. So our next one is January 27th. And then Steve and Eileen are not here today, but they announced yesterday that they were approved by the LA Food Bank, uh, which they're the only ones in Arcadia. And what they'll be able to do now for food is they'll go online and they'll be able to choose what food items they can get. And so when they go to the food bank, all of that will be uh, sorted for them rather than them go, having to go by hand and pulling everything out. So that was like, that was a huge blessing that was announced today. And then after service, there are some food items. I don't want to tempt you with what they are, but there are food items. Please go and get them in the fellowship hall. Um, I do want to have an award, Faye Salinas. Faye gets the award. Yesterday, she was, I only helped a few people through the line because we had some other guys there, but Faye was giving out, uh, I'll, I'll call it vegan peanut butter in packets. And what started out is what she would say, I, I really don't know what it is. By the end, she could sell ice to an Eskimo. She was so good. You've got to try this. It goes really good on, but she didn't say that, right? Your pancakes. But um, it's always those little surprises uh, that are in there as well. And then next Sunday is water baptism. So if you are interested, haven't signed up, email us. We'll send out another information this week. Water baptism right outside. I looked at the weather. It's supposed to be 57, so it'll be a warm day, but we have a 90-some degree uh, spa. And then after, we always do a food celebration. We'll do a chili cook-off. That actually sounds good today. So if you've got your chili recipe, Start thinking about it this week, and we'll do a chili cook-off uh, after the water baptism uh, next week. All right. What? Why, did I fool somebody? 
Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, Hobus, yeah. The cancer, thank you. Remember that. The, oh, the, horm the Hormel, that's right. I did an entry, it was just cancer. Wasn't it second place? No, I'm just kidding. I think it got thrown out. No. All right, one verse today, powerful verse out of Hebrews. Hebrews 11.1, 1. now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Everything in the Bible is about faith, faith in God. God is pleased when we operate and have faith in him. That's what pleases God. So in our giving time today, we'll put a verse like we do each and every week up on the screen. Would you pray this individually? Be just between you and your Father God in your giving today. Let's all pray this together. Ready? As I give in today's offering, by faith I see the Lord at work in my life, especially in the difficult places. I know that your word is perfect, trustworthy, and supernatural. Your word is your voice speaking and leading me today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you're giving uh, in service today, there is an envelope in your seat back pocket. You can place that on the giving slot that's on the wall as you exit by the sound booth. Go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. You can give online. You can keep up with uh, services and our ministry events. Download easy today, right? Download the one-page uh, notes that we'll go through uh, today as well. All right. Well, open in your Bibles. If you have your phone, a tablet, uh, maybe you see, you can look over at your neighbor's Bible. Open uh, with me to Luke chapter 4, verse 16 and 17, and then to Joshua chapter 1. Uh, today, my title is God Breathed, but that's part of the scriptures that we read. But what I want to stir all of us up with today, especially the beginning of the year, and it's hard to... Tomorrow is the middle of the month already, right? We're the middle of January already. I want to stir us all up. What verses in the Bible are you memorizing, meditating on for 2024? Now, if you're sitting there blank, well, we'll talk about that today. What verses are you memorizing, meditating? We'll talk about that in a minute. Let me start with Jesus' words in Matthew 5, 6. The Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says these words, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for, there, for they shall be filled. Right? So Jesus says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are those that hunger and they thirst for righteousness. Right? standing with God. And I wanted to look in uh, Luke 4 for just a minute because in Luke 4, we get this picture of Jesus. He's just come out of the wilderness. If you, if you read Luke chapter 4, he's baptized uh, in the Jordan. Um, he's filled with the Holy Spirit. He goes out into the wilderness to be tempted 40 days and 40 nights by the devil. He comes back into town filled with the power of the Spirit, goes right into the synagogue, and we read this in Luke chapter 4, 16 and 17. So he came to Nazareth 
where he had been brought up. And as the custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, notice what it says lastly, he found the place where it was written. Now the books in those days were scrolls. So when he was handed that scroll of Isaiah, he found the exact place that he would read that day out of Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. But he found the place. How many of you have done this before? You can remember the verse. In fact, you heard something mentioned, you can remember it, but it takes you out because you can get on the computer today. It makes it instant. But if you had your Bible, how many of you know it took you a little while to find that verse? Sometimes you found out that's not even a verse, right? That's just some analogy or story somebody made up. But Jesus knew exactly where to turn in the book of Isaiah when he stood up to read. That's a great challenge for us, that we know the word of God, that intuitively that we're able to go and point exactly when something comes up. Well, we read this in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, and it's written down this for us, and this is an important verse uh, for all of us to remember, and it says this, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be fully complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. In fact, that word, uh, all scripture is given by inspiration. The word inspiration, we would read as God breathed. It's interesting when we say that because we think back to Adam and God takes dirt and he forms them into what's going to be Adam. And how did God breathe life into Adam? He breathed into his nostrils. And the Bible says Adam became a living being, that breath of God. All scripture is God breathed. Now, I like the good scriptures. Some of them, a lot of them are challenging and some of those we don't like. But they're God breathed. And it, it lets us know it's for reproof, for correction. Anybody here need correction from time to time? Right, right? Anybody need instruction? Absolutely. And that's what God's word does. It's divinely breathed. It's breath to us. And remember this, that the Bible is not a self-help book. The Bible is God's breathed. It's God's word. It's the only book that will last for eternity. Think of all of the books ever written. The only one that will last that the Bible says is the word of God. So in Joshua chapter 1, we looked at this for a little bit last week, and I wanted to read it again. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8 and 9, and we looked at Joshua before he ever made military plans, before he ever crossed over to the River Jordan, before, 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 He'd proven himself in battle already as second command with uh, Moses. God wants to make sure that before he ever takes one step. In fact, we'll read it in this verse. This book of the law 
shall not depart from your mouth. Everybody say mouth. But you shall meditate. Everybody say meditate. Meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Interesting that he's told to not only speak out God's word, but to meditate on God's word, which we know that that word, when we look up in the original language, in that Hebrew language, and it gives a big description of it, it means to imagine the word. It means to meditate, to mutter. I like this one, to roar. How many times do we sing a song and we sing about shouting? Or in Jericho, how they were to eventually shout. Roar is mentioned. To speak, to study, to talk, and to utter. Now, Eastern meditation, which many of us have heard about. We've known maybe even people that do that. Eastern meditation teaches people to empty the mind. But when you empty the mind, you open yourself up to demonic spirits to enter the mind. That's Eastern meditation. It's the exact opposite from what God says that meditation is. Bible meditation is to fill your mind with God's word. Interesting difference, right? But that's the way of the enemy. Empty your mind so that the enemy can control your thoughts. God is, no, fill your mind so that now I, all of your thoughts, your thinking are um, according to my word, filling yourself up. So the practice to Joshua, Joshua, I want you to practice speaking and meditating the word. Well, what was the promise? That he would make his way prosperous and have good success. Right? It's the four, the four thens that we read. And I always think of this when I read about this. So does God just give me courage to face anything? Or does God throw me into situations so that I can have courage? Yep. Right? So that I, I can allow that. Does God throw me into situations so I can have courage? Abs absolutely. Am I at all concerned? Yeah, absolutely. But I trust him, right? It's back to that verse we read that I have faith in him. So there's a practice. And then there's always a promise. And we should always be searching for the direction of the Lord in our life. We should always be laying it out before him, the directions that we have. Because he knows what's across the river. He knows that there's going to be a battle. In fact, we mentioned this last week. Joshua's in six battles in the wilderness. And the Bible calls it the wilderness of sin and the wilderness of disobedience. He's in 13 battles in the promised land. Wait, there's more battles in the promised land than there are in the wilderness of disobedience? Absolutely. But that's why he says be strong and courageous. So think about this with me. Think about all the things we used to memorize. We used to memorize phone numbers. We don't do that anymore, do we? We just look up somebody's name in our phone. We don't know their number. You mean they have a 323 area code? I didn't know that. We don't memorize. I remember my home phone growing up. I remember my grandparents' phone that I'm sure has been discontinued for years and years. 
I remember addresses. You know, I remember, I remember because you had to put things to memory. I can remember to go to an address in, in Los Angeles without looking up on a map. How many of us today, and I did it this morning, how many of you, the first thing you do when you get in your car is you go to your maps and you hit where to go? Because you're looking for the best and safest route, the less traffic, but we don't memorize those things anymore. Um, how about calendar events? How many of you used to, if I said, hey, let's get together next Thursday at 12, how many of you remember that would lodge in your head and you'd remember that? Nowadays, you, I said that? <laughs> I, I didn't write it down. I didn't do a, a, a sticky note. We used to memorize and memorize. But there are people that memorize sports statistics. They know that this uh, pitcher pitched this. They know this batter had a certain ERA. They know this team had this or that. They memorize all of those schools. How many of you know for school and for work, there are things you have to memorize? You don't want to be in a doctor's office and they'll be like, you know what, I didn't memorize that in school. I need, to go, I need to go find some book to teach me how to do that. That's a red flag right there. How about recipes? How many of you have recipes? No, you usually don't memorize recipes. Have you ever done a recipe that's off and you taste it and you'd be like, oh, what happened? Oh, I forgot the recipe. But there's so many things that we were so used to putting to memory that technology has been great and has been useful for us, but we've stopped using the very mind that God gave us, and the most important thing to begin to memorize is his word. How many of you know, uh, by memory, the books of the Bible? Oh, you don't have to raise your hand. That's kind of embarrassing, huh? So for some reason, I learned Genesis through Malachi by just uh, saying them. Gen should I do it? No, I'm not going to do it. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Je you know, go through all that. But then I learned Matthew through Revelation by song. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Acts of the Apostles. That resonate with anybody? All right. Romans 1st and 2nd, Corinthians. I don't know why I learned it by a, a song. I still remember in Bible college, 1988, that dates me a little bit, um, learning the Hebrew alphabet. By song, I still remember it. Aleph, Bet, Gimel, Dalet, Hey. Uh, I just blanked on one. I should probably do the song. How do I still remember that? I memorized it. When part of when we would get in trouble, my mom is next door in with the kids today, so you can check with her after church. She would have us memorize scripture. First time I got in trouble, it was uh, the 23rd chapter of Psalms, right? The Lord is my shepherd. I know it still today in the King James because she had us memorize it. The most trouble that I ever got into as a kid was I had to memorize a verse before I could go outside and play, and I wrote it on a three-by-five card, and I taped it to the cushion where I knew I would be reciting back the memory verse to my mom sitting in the couch, and I probably gave it away. I probably kept looking down, and she reached over and grabbed it, and she made me feel, feel like I was going to hell that day because you are lying about God's word? <laughs> Cheating about God's word? That you would do that? But part of it, we would memorize different scriptures. But can I encourage us today that memorizing scripture could perhaps be the most single and most important part of our spiritual growth and the power over sin. Most important part of our spiritual growth is memorizing, is giving us power over sin. In fact, before there ever was a 
king, uh, in, in the time of the Bible, God made sure that kings would write out by their hand the law. God commanded them to do so. Jesus didn't carry around scrolls, right? James, you're going to hold all of these today for me because I'm going to need... How did he know the words? How did he know what to say to the devil in the wilderness? He put those things to memory. Oh, no, no, he had an easy pass. He's the son of God. No, he knew the Old Testament. What Jesus would mention, in fact, I believe it, over 180 times he would quote right out the Old Testament and a promise. And that's powerful for us to take an example of in situations that we come back with God's promise, right? The ultimate authority on everything. You know, we used to do a dry erase board and we'd put a scripture out. And then, it, you know, you'd, you'd erase one word and then you'd say it again. Remember school, they'd have you do that? You'd erase another word and then they'd erase it all and you'd be like, oh, no, no, put it back up, right? I don't remember all of those things. But putting the, the word, because you do what you love. You do what you love. So David wrote this down, Psalm 1, verse 2 and 3. And he, he says this, but his delight, everybody say delight. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. His delight is in the law of God. His delight is in the word of God. You know, well, David would write this later in Psalm uh, 119, verse 11. He says, my word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Right? Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. That when temptation comes, when things come your way, that word comes up out of your heart. In fact, we, we pray this often, especially for people that, let, let's say they have uh, kids or grandkids that are running from the Lord, that had known the Lord at one time. We always pray there's word of God in their heart. We pray for it to come up. Right? That wherever they are, they're laying down, running around, driving around, that that word of God just comes on up from the inside of them. And that's what David said, I've hidden these things in my heart. Now, powerfully, we read this verse, and this is a very uh, popular, in fact, I remember the, when my mom would let us choose memory verses, um, the first one I think I ever did, and I've told this story before, was Proverbs, that um, as a dog returns to his vomit, so does a fool to the folly. I thought that was funny, right? I remember my kids were like, that's not a verse. Yeah, sure, right here, right? You have a dog, you know what it's like. Our dog does it all the time. Throws up, and you think, oh, no, I'm going to go wipe it up. No, meal number two, right? Free meal, that's what they do. And you think, that is the grossest thing. It's disgusting why they would do that. Well, as a dog returns to his vomit, so does a fool to his folly. The other one that I put down, and this was the last time I got to choose my memory verses, was Jesus wept. That's the one I did, right? Two words. I didn't even need to memorize it. It was easy. It was easy to do. But one of the things we read in Proverbs 18, 21, it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. 
Well, Joshua, we just read, was told to meditate, to speak and to meditate God's word. We come back and we, we look at this verse so many times with things that, that we say, but there's power in our tongue of the very words of God. Jesus used it, right? In the midst of temptation, in the midst of all circumstances, he used it, using the, the word of God. And then Hosea, um, oh, I'm sorry, Proverbs 24.10. And then I will, I'll give us a little list here. If you faint in the day of adversity, say it with me. Your, don't look at your neighbor and say that your, your strength is small. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Oh, we've all had situations that come upon us, and it's happened to all of us, right? It feels overwhelming. I don't know what to do. Do I have to endure this? Well, we read that. Your strength is small. Well, how do I build up my strength? Well, let's go back to God's promise. So I wrote these things down. Maybe this year, 2024, verses that you need to memorize. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to memorize. right? Look at somebody else. Make sure that they smile before you turn your head from them. Maybe this year you need to memorize verses that talk to you about loving more. Forgiving more. You know, the Bible says that if we don't forgive, he doesn't forgive us. How about patience? Right? Patience. How about to be bold? Be a witness. Pray for the sick. Trust God for my finances. You know, we can have a list. So whatever it is that you might say, you know what? I feel this. I feel like I, I'm weak in this one. Well, the strength that you're going to build up is your, the, that word from God. And you can go through and find scripture upon scripture upon scripture. Whether it's the screensaver on your phone, whether you write it out on a three by five card and put it in your bathroom mirror or somewhere in your vehicle, or maybe you make a little frame and it's at your work, that, that becomes a scripture that you speak out and you begin to meditate on. Because in Hosea 4.6, we read this, and it's interesting, it says, my people are destroyed by what? Lack of prayer, right? Lack of being, no, lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed by a, a lack of knowledge. All of us have had uh, people from other religions come to our, our doorstep, and some of us have engaged, and some of us have found out, man, these guys know exactly what they're talking about. They know my objections and comebacks, and oh yeah, they've been schooled and taught. And then it reminds, reminds us sometimes that we really don't know the things that we should know as believers. We, we, should, we should know these things, not in a fiery debate, but under a loving God that he's given us his word. My people are destroyed by a lack of knowledge. So if I need to be more courageous... I'm going to memorize verses about being courageous. Do you think David was just naturally a courageous kid? Or do you think that he learned in the time of being a shepherd for his dad how to take on the lion, how to take on the bear, having to worship, and then when nobody would go up against this giant Goliath, do you, do you think he was just a cocky little snotty kid that just thought he'd you know, have a fun afternoon? 
Or do you think there was something in him already being a worshiper that he knew this was standing in the way of his God? That's exactly what it was, right? Exactly what it was. But it was that bit of courage. You know, we read that um, out of Joshua, uh, be strong and of good courage. That the Lord is with you. Maybe those are verses that I need to memorize to remind myself that the Lord is with me wherever I go. That situations that present themselves, I, I go back to his word. And again, loving God, love more, forgive, patience, just a list. Maybe there's something that you have that you would write down, uh, that you would remember, because we know that his word, according to Hebrews, is written of God. It's living. It's powerful. It's sharper than two, uh, any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. I like to say it this way. When I read God's word, it's not me reading sometimes, it's reading into me. It's like a mirror sometimes into me. When I, I put it aside and I don't read it, I'm not having those things look in on the inside of me. In fact, the real me is the thoughts and intents of my heart. And that's where we read in Hebrews that the word of God is living, right? It's active. It's discerning. It knows the inside in the heart. Well, bow your head with, with me today, if you would. Memorizing your holy word. Memorizing your holy word. Father, I pray today that all of us, before we walk out, walk out of here today, that there is a, a topic or topics, there are a, a word or words that we know that we need to search out, that we need to print out verses, that we need to stop and memorize. It is our delight to memorize your word. We know that in memorizing your word and speaking out those promises, we will be overcomers. We will be strong in a day of adversity. We know when situations arise and situations come, the anchor, the foundation of everything that we do is in your word. The rain came to the sand and the rain came to the guy that built on the rock. And the one that built his house on the rock stood. Father, allow your word to go deep within our hearts. That challenge that you threw out to Joshua and commanded it that he would speak out your word and meditate your word. So, Lord, we humbly come before you today. Holy Spirit, speak to us. You know exactly what we need to memorize. Maybe we're to start in Proverbs. Maybe we're to start in Psalms. But you know exactly the words of Jesus. Speak to us today, Father, even before we leave. And we will do what you say to do in our lives and our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Stand with me. We're going to close with this worship song. I was so confused after it because it was like images of gates and doors and donkeys walking. Like he would memorize these verses. And I'm like, that's not a joy to do that. That's not a joy. We actually had a friend that uh, for his two kids, if they memorized the book of Proverbs, he'd buy them a car. Right? 31 chapters. You get, and neither of them did. 
Now, how many of you, I didn't have a car until I was like, you know, the second semester of my senior high. How many of you, if you got offered to have a car for memorizing, how many of you do it, right? You'd probably, nobody here, right? Eh, go buy my own car, right? I've got to memorize. But, um, you know, we try all these like little gimmicks and things rather than, like David said, it's a delight. It's a delight. You know, I was going to say uh, early on about our, our food one that I'm proud. But then I, I get challenged by God's word. Uh, God doesn't look at the proud. He gives grace on the humble. That's what the word is, right? We're not to be proud. We're to be humble. Those are the things that, that we learn from memorizing. So I pray over all of us, Father, that you're speaking. I trust that by your Holy Spirit. In fact, there's even verses that we're going to uh, put to memory and put to our prayer that are going to have to do with this year and things that you're going to ask us to do. And we're already going to have roots that are down deep. Roots that are down deep. We thank you for your promises and we thank you for your word. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. If you need prayer today, please allow us to pray with you, anoint with oil. There are some food items next door. Please head next door in the fellowship hall. Grab some of those. Uh, Grab a box if you need to stick a box in somebody's car. Uh, But the Lord bless you. Have a great week. Look forward to seeing you later this week. God bless you.